Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 290. It is made possible this week by our sponsors, StoryWorth, Uni, and Hover. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Ciao, Stephen. Hola. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, actually. Yes. I'm very good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that. We're also joined by our friend, Mike Hurley. If WWDC is the week of June 22nd, it will coincide with our episode 300. So Ooh. we can all wait for that. Go 22 then. We're yeah. team 22 now. Team June 22. Over yes. Here. Yeah. There's no way it's the first week of June now. I mean, they can do it anytime. It's not going to be the first week. No, not at all. It's not going to be the first week. But that's the fourth week, but it's still a full week. I think it may be the week before. Uh, the first week of June starts with the first, You the know first, it's right? going to be like 299, right? And it's just like you've ruined it for everyone. Well, that's the most connected thing. That's true, actually. It would all, it would actually be perfect. Episode 200, y'all weren't on, <laughs> or whatever it was. Yo, yeah, yeah. Episode 200, we, me and Federico were both yeah. on holiday. I had John and Underscore on, I think. I think so. Or John and Casey, I don't remember. You, have, you haven't asked Mike how he's doing. Oh, I'm sorry. Mike, how are you? Terrible. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you actually, you had Casey and John. Casey Liss and John Voorhees were your guests. But you're terrible? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Well, let's see if we can cheer you up because we have a lot of fun nerd stuff to talk about. Can we just like nerd out for an hour and a half? Oh, yeah. We have a bunch of follow up, and uh, I made a promise to y'all that I haven't been able to keep. So last time we spoke about me hooking my Mac Pro up to a bunch of, uh, or like an old Apple Studio display. And I had some issues with that in testing, but it was something that only eBay could fix. And I hope to have that ready for y'all next week. So did you, did you, like, did you send it to eBay? Like, well, no, I had to buy a couple things on eBay. Mm. <laughs> I had this video adapter that was bad, and then this other issue. It was like, it basically all fell apart, but I really want to do it, so I plan on having that ready for next week's show. So uh, I guess stay tuned if you're ready for that hot content. I am. It'll be longer than my uh, iPod NanoTubes video, though, I promise. YouTube faker with your one-minute video. People are People are mad about that. How dare you? <laughs> it wasn't even a minute. It was like, before the end card, it's like 46 seconds, and... Uh, some people were, thought it was a teaser. I was like, "Nope, that's the video." It's the. I like that thinking. Right? What is what is it a teaser for? What is the longer video that could be done about iPod Nano tubes, which were just little rubber cases uh, for iPod Nano? You learned everything you need to know in the video. There were five colors. Yeah. It was twenty nine bucks for the set, and they were terrible. Kind of difficult to get in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really hard to get off. The end. I had completely forgotten about those until... Was this a new acquisition for you? This, this No. Tube? So, okay, so I can tell you what happened. So, in looking for the parts I needed for the studio display project, I mm. found a set of these in a box in my office. I didn't know I had them. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'll do a little, like, thing on this in the meantime. And then I read about them. I was like, there's nothing here. And then I thought, I should make a video about nothing. And... That's what I did. Do you think that this is, I mean, this is definitely going to happen more to you in your life that you come across things you didn't know that you owned. Is that oh, yeah. a concerning realization? As long as it doesn't become, oh, I didn't know that there was like a fourth kid running around the house. I think that's the mm. line. But, you know, I got a lot of computers. It, things get out of hand. And a lot of kids. Just three. So that's a lot. It's, it's 300% more than you. Is, yeah. that, how, is that how math but, works? I think it's like it could, it could be any, right? 
Like 3,000%. That's a lot of computers. There's a lot of computers per capita in your house, Stephen. <laughs> oh, yeah. About it. it's, it's a very high density. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I have four computers in arm's reach right now. Mm-hmm. Five, actually. And the per capita is still way higher in your home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's like, I don't know. I would like... For you not only on next week's episode oh, to come to the show with your answer about can you run the old studio display for you wanna, Mac you Pro. You want to count, don't you? But also the what is the computer per capita <laughs> in the hacker household. Figure And we can make this like capita. a universal connected standard mm. that everybody else can convert the to CPC, and from. the computer per capita? Yeah, is that, is that a, but, okay. but like you know how you know how like most uh, not most but like a lot of um, measurements have like a physical thing that they're attached to. Like what is it? Is it like the kilogram? Like the the kilogram? kilogram, which was updated last year, actually. Yeah, where they they so, like the kilogram anyway. is an actual thing, and then everything's measured to the kilogram. Yeah, like the CPC can be, or as David <laughs> in the chat room says, we could just call it the Hackett number. Which is great. <laughs> the Hackett, the Hackett number, number is, is the, That's good. the equivalent of computer per capita yeah. that all connected listeners can, good job. can that, uh, measure against. That David in the chat room was on Mac Power Users last week. Wow. Nepotism. <laughs> all right. So I will work on that. Okay. So I, I need some rules. Are we just talking about computers? Does it include iPads and iPhones? Or just like... What well, is a computer? It does. What is a computer? Come on. <laughs> no, I think you draw the line at iPad. iPad and up. Okay, iPad and up. iPad and up, so no iPhone, no watch? No iPhone, no watch. That's how I would, because I don't think of phones okay, as computers. Computer. Okay, so computer, okay. So iPads, Apple IIs. No video game consoles. Yeah, that's fine, I just have a P- couple. Gaming PC is a computer, though. I don't have any of those. <laughs> but if you did, it would it would count. Yeah, it would okay. count. So iPads, um, Macs, PCs, Apple IIs. No Apple TV. You know how we can we can like make the distinction now? Like we can actually do it now. A computer is can you attach a keyboard and mouse to it? Well though, that doesn't really work because if you have you could do that with a GameCube. So <laughs> Okay, no, but uh, asterisk not gaming console. <laughs> well that's Okay, so iPad enough. Okay. I think we know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, no no game consoles. You can use a keyboard with an Apple TV, I think. You can. No game consoles. No mouse though. Or set-top boxes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have a lot of those? I will report back. Do you want... Okay. Okay. I know what I can do. I will report back next week. Great. That's what I'm doing with my weekend. It's counting. (laughs) What else you got to do? It will actually be good. That's true. I can't go anywhere. Uh, That actually be good. It's probably time to run inventory. That's the thing. I know the inventory on my site is out of date, but I don't know how. So, because at some point... You have an inventory on your website? Yeah. You know where you should put this database, Stephen? If you say Notion... Notion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There is a collection. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. 512pixels.net slash project slash... Have you heard of Notion? Have you heard of Notion? Is it in Notion? I have. Have you heard of Notion? You should put it in Notion. All right, so there's that page. I have it in the show notes. Um, I will update this as well as I go through it. All what right. about X servers? They count as computers. Servers are computers. Yes, they do. Okay, now for some uh, some real follow up. We've been talking about old pages on Apple's website, and Andrew pointed to us to what, frankly, is an amazing, amazing page because it is completely intact. 
It is the feedback page for Aperture. So let me just read you uh, some from this page, if I may. To contact the Aperture team, begin by selecting your feedback or request type. Use the form below to send us your comments. We read all feedback, but are unable to respond to each submission individually. Here are the request types. Help, report a problem, report a problem with a book, Aperture doesn't support my camera. I have a feature request. <laughs> uh, Federico, you will be happy to know, because I'm sure you've forgotten, I wrote a thing on Mac Stories about Aperture that we can have in the Yes, I do remember that. I also remember that. Uh-huh. And in, in using this website, I also uh, found a link to the Aperture discussion forums. And I will tell you that this person named Terence Devlin has been very active on the forums. He's got a bunch of... Uh, Terence has a bunch of issues with Aperture. For example, difference in file size between Aperture versus QuickTime, and then all caps, please help. Um, and it <laughs> was only, it was only <laughs> viewed 18 times. So, is this uh, a recent post? This is a recent post from uh, actually uh, yesterday. So, wow. <laughs> yes. so, still, Give me a link. Give me a link. There's still people here. Wow. Still, what help do you think you're going to get for this software now? I don't right? know. I don't know. But uh, for example, let's see, uh, fellow Aperture user Isaac had mm. a potential solution for um, Terence. I feel like this is a whole drama going on here. I, kinda, I already sort of care about these characters in yeah. these forums. Um, there's, there's a Terrence. lot of people having conversations. Leoni is we, also quite active. Yeah. We covered here. this. Remember, we made fun of Aperture once, and people yelled at us for like a month who were still using it. <laughs> like, oh my god! Remember, yeah, I forgot about that. Was that was this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, we had a whole thing, and then it was like we did like a lot of follow up. Yeah, so mm. we're just gonna stop here. We're just gonna walk yeah. away. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's too late at this point. Next in follow-up, uh, you can buy a refurbished 2019 Mac Pro if that's what you want to do. They're out there. How, you can ma- save how much money. can you save? Well, according to the Mac Rumors article, uh, you can save uh, $4,000 on a 16-core model that happens to be on sale. Now, that computer is $23,000, but hey, it's four dollars Oh, big, sa- big savings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Any savings big if you're starting at that level. You it's know? true. Sure. That's how, that's that's economies of scale right there. It's up to like fifteen percent on some models, which is cool. You know, if you were in the market and wanted a little bit of a discount. Uh, this brought up a question though. Uh, I don't know who put this in the show notes. Someone in the show notes asked, Mike Me. asked, have we ever bought yeah. a refurbished computer? Yeah. Uh Mike, let's start with you. I haven't, but I've looked at it a bunch of times. And the buying refurbished from Apple has always been a thing of like every time I've looked at it, it's never been that much of a saving. Now, like this may have changed over time. Like, I mean, this is a good saving. 15% is a good saving because that's a lot of money if you're spending like 15 grand on a computer or whatever. Mm -hmm. But just like whenever I have been in the market, it's either been A, the thing that I want they haven't got, right? Or it's like B, it's not worth it. So. Yeah. But I would do it, right? Like if sure. if if I was buying like if I wanted one of these Mac Pros, like if I wanted to buy a Mac Pro, I would get a refurbished Mac Pro. For sure I would. Cuz that's a lot of money you could save. 
Yeah, I never, I never buy anything used because I don't, I don't like, I don't like the thought of the previous <laughs> owner having done something weird with that I object. That. I, I, totally I knew you were going to say that. I knew that was going to be your answer. One of the reasons I put this question in the show notes is because I wanted Federico's answer because I thought it would be amusing. The way I am, I'm sorry. I just, yes. I'm, I sell stuff to other people, but I cannot buy anything from other people because it just, I, I I'm always gonna like that object, whether it's like I don't know a video game console or a computer or like a watch or something it's gonna be on my desk and i'm gonna look at it when it's night and it's dark and i'm gonna be thinking what what has your owner done to you before you came to me and i'm like i i can't stand that thought honestly yeah if i was buying from like randocomputerstore.com i would be a little like concerned about that too but buying refurb from apple i would feel okay about it you know? Yeah, I've bought several refurbished computers and have definitely encouraged people who ask me in buying a machine to do that. They replace or at least make sure everything is like up to standard. It's warranted as new. So I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Uh, I've definitely have done it and would do it again. If it you know, if I was looking for something that uh, was on the refurb store, I would check there first. Mm. But a lot of people uh, who ask me, that's, I would point them there. I'm now buying randocomputerstore.com, by the way. Oh, boy. Where are you going to point it? Shoot, shoot. To the Don't relay know. store. I was, <laughs> oh, the relay uh, store. Yes, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> there we go. I was wondering like, whether to put it to the Apple refurb store, uh, but, the, but the Relay FM store is a, is a better place. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is a relay.fm slash merch out there. If or you want to call randocomputerstore.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look so at these cool better. shirts we have for sale. Do we have shirts for sale? Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> oh, have the, yeah, the we, we have the iPod oh, yeah, one do. and the hat and the the challenge challenge coin. coin. That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. Challenge coin. That's I've got one, one right here. You want to hear it? Honestly, that could just be anything. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, just... I got one here. Do you want to hear it? Oh, do you want to hear this one? Oh, yeah. Do you want? Do you want to hear? Do you want? You want to hear this one? That was my phone, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Can a coin do this? Have you swallowed the coin? <laughs> oh, it's the, it's doing the inception thing. Nice. Oh my- all I know is you give it to Jason Snell, we can't flip it. That's all I know. Well, I don't think Jason Snell can flip a coin. I don't think it had anything to do with the challenge <laughs> coin. I <laughs> <laughs> was okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> it is the year of Stephen, but I will. Admit this could be the week of Mike. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no! This is the year of Mike because now there was a Bloomberg report saying that the, uh, among other things, that the iPhone 12 will feature a smaller notch, which is your boy's risky pick. Was it? It's my risky it? pick. Oh yes, my that's God. my Ricky. We <laughs> are so ruined. Yep, oh, that no. means. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> that's my Ricky. There it is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Where is it? <laughs> Wait, it's on page uh, 13 of the Google Doc. And also, I just want to say, my my other pick, my only remaining pick that needs to be scored other than my Ricky, says the 2020 iPhone line will feature at least one 5G phone. Do you know what else is in that report from Mark Gurman? Talking about 5G coming to the iPhone line. I'm going to sweep it. Uh, of course, all my picks need to be addressed, Jill, but I think I'm still in a pretty good position. <laughs> I don't know if you are. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm positioning for a, a late 2020 sweep of the Rickies. Right, um, but I 
how late 2020? Because I'm sweeping it by September, so. Well, well, you know, got to wait until the end. Apple Podcast app launches on Android. Oh, Stephen. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Stephen. No, man, it's coming. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah, is my picks don't look great. <laughs> 5G, smaller notch, and the mm. iPhone 12 would share design cues from the USB-C iPad Pro, which would look, yeah, I think would exciting, be awesome. Right? Yeah, that's exciting. That's the way to go. Yeah, we. I but I believe we saw the mockups for an iPhone with the same industrial design when the 2018 iPad Pro came out. And I want to say that maybe it was somebody will find a tweet somewhere. I think it was Sebastian DeWitt, uh, is the, you know, he works on on Highlight, the camera app. He shared like the next day of the iPad Pro 2018 announcement, like, a mock-up of like, hey, what would an iPhone look like with this design? And everybody was like, yep, we love it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Let's go back to that. Do it. And two years later, it looks like this is finally happening. Mm-hmm. So combined with a smaller notch, I mean, this going to look real nice, I think. I think so, too. I always loved the 4, 4S, 5 sort of era. And I think that it would be really great to go back to flat size. And, I mean, every time I look at my USB-C iPad Pro, especially when it's out of the case, which I think it probably will be a lot more once the keyboard case shows up, Yeah, it just it it is just fantastic looking. And I, I was thinking earlier, like, well, would it be weird to, like, have a notch and those flat sides, but... If they bring over the rounded corners and stuff, like I, you'd get the best of both worlds. I, I'm I'm really excited to see what this could look like. Uh, Mike, tell us about uh, languages and keyboards. Oh, you remember on the last episode, I was talking about the fact that I thought that I had my keyboard, my software keyboard, set incorrectly on my iPad because I had the American style return key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard from a bunch of listeners in my merry old country here who said that this was a change in 13.4 because Apple Apple did something. They, they put the British style return key into the software keyboard. So it wasn't that I wasn't used to seeing it. It just didn't exist before. So huh. Ever? it was a change in 13.4. Never had been in the software keyboard? I think it might have been the iPad Pro software keyboard. Remember they changed it? Remember oh, the iPad Pro yeah. keyboard was completely different? Yeah. Right? And and I think they never made the British return key hmm. on the software keyboard before 13.4. <laughs> That's such a weird... Like, how does that even happen? Like, you're making a no keyboard idea. and you just forget. <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, that was a lot of follow-up, but we're only halfway through it. Someone take a break Ooh. and tell us about our first sponsor. This episode of Connected is brought to you by StoryWorth, the easiest way to share your family stories. We all have... Uh, relatives that are far away. I've got a bunch of family in the next state over that I only get to see every couple of years. And and that could be tough, right? It's hard to keep up and, and hard to learn from them. Uh, and StoryWorth is a fun and meaningful way to engage with your family. It's a, a great way to stay in touch, especially with those relatives you might not get to see that often. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member different story prompts with questions that you'd never think to ask, like, what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? What is one of the riskiest things you've ever done? And you just get these amazing stories back from them. I went through the StoryWorth project with a family member a few years ago and learned a lot about their childhood that I just didn't know, including things like a house that burned down and a construction project I'd never heard about. Just these little stories that would never come up on their own, but when you have thoughtful questions, tons of stuff just comes to the surface. And what's cool is after a year, StoryWorth will compile all of their answers, plus a photo that you choose, 
and they will ship you a beautiful keepsake book that is a accumulation of, of all of those questions and answers. It's really pretty cool. Connect with family and discover untold stories with StoryWorth. Get started right now without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash connected and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash connected for $10 off. Our thanks to StoryWorth for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, follow-up part two. For a long time, y'all have been talking about the Moshi uh, matte iPad screen protectors. And after the last time we talked about it, uh, I ordered one and put it on my iPad Pro. That's like, why? You guys, why you guys spoke you? so highly of it, and I wanted to check it out. And I've got to say, it is really nice. Mm. For, for a couple of reasons. I like the matte finish a lot. Uh, I learned when I was cleaning my iPad screen that I have quite a few little scratches on it, and it covers all of those. Um, but And I like the way it feels. I just, I'm a huge fan. You guys were totally right. I feel like there's a catch somewhere. Do, do you just agree with us? No, it's great. I really like it. Have you seen that it creates no bubbles when you install it? Yeah. <laughs> How does it go on? <laughs> no. uh, yeah, it's, it's really... Uh, it's really nice. Um, John Voorhees mentioned, or maybe it was Mike. I think it was Mike. Uh, that either or either John or Mike, anyway. Um, that they uh, removed the the the, the moshi cover and realized how nicer and brighter the iPad yeah, display me. was. Uh, yeah, it was you. Mm. Uh, and I get that, but I still like it. Just looks so much nicer that it doesn't have all those reflections on the screen. And also, I don't see the smudges on my fingerprints as much. That's also a very nice plus of having the iVisor. But yeah, my my comment stands. If Apple were to make a much more expensive iPad Pro with a matte option, I would totally mm-hmm. go for it. But they're never going to do it. No, so. and I haven't watched really much content on it yet, so I, I am kind of curious, you know, do I feel like it's a bit muted if I watch uh, a movie or a TV show or something? But so far, just in, ev- in everyday use, it's great. Yeah, the only other thing that i notice is like every now and then like i tap it and it feels like there's a slight like 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 there's movement you know yeah yes Mm. a little bit yeah but it isn't all the time yeah yeah i think i've seen that it's not all the time and it's not everywhere on the screen i think there's like certain areas when sometimes only sometimes there's a gap and i wonder if it like depends on like external conditions like humidity or temperature Maybe I don't know. I don't know how how, how physics works. But whatever it is, the no air bubbles is is just bananas. Like I've taken it off one iPad and put it on another one. Right? Like it's it's just I don't understand how. (laughs) Yeah, imagine doing that with the paper light. (laughs) No, it would be impossible. Your entire afternoon just doing (laughs) install the paper light. It's like it's in my calendar. Install and remove paper light. The installation process. It's just it's bubbles, just bubbles everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so moving on to follow up, I am very thankful to everybody who sent me their recommendations for potential Notion use cases. So last mm. week I asked uh, connected listeners if you're using Notion and if you have an interesting setup, if you're using Notion in a bunch of interesting ways, let me know because I'm curious. I want to understand how people use Notion. And I think after having seen the, uh, so I, I got a bunch of DMs because I now have my DMs open, um, to have, yeah, they go into the separate... They, well, every once in a while, it's nice that somebody sends me something that I have not discovered myself. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, most you of the time, two most both people done this, so m- I'm gonna do this. Most right, of so- the time, most people send me links, and they're like, okay. "Oh, I bet Vitici will like this," and I'm like, "Buddy, I already have the beta since five months." Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but but every once in a while, every once in a while, and and I mean, I always reply with you know saying nice, thank you, I appreciate it. But every once in a while, somebody comes to me with a real gem. And that's why I keep my DMs open. And also, it's very nice that um, club members, if they have an issue, they can get in touch with me directly. So You want to be doing support in your DMs? The email is surely better for that. Well, uh, but DMs is faster, and I can also have the, mm. you know, I can have the little reactions now mm. with the okay. thumbs up and the heart. So how does it use... work? Is it like Instagram? Yeah, they go into a separate inbox. Yeah, it's called yeah. message requests. Yeah. So Okay, yeah, that's like Instagram. It didn't used to be like that. No. No. They used to just show up. Yeah, but now now they're going to... Well, they show up in TweetDeck, which is unfortunate. Yeah, just I'll use it. Tweet, yeah, okay. Um, so in Twitter, it's fine. So it's very nice because, uh, like I said, um, I actually discovered some pretty nice and interesting like, apps and articles via the, the open DMs. So keep sending them. Um, Notion. So I, I have some takeaways based on what people sent me. So the vast majority of folks who got in touch with me about Notion, they have some kind of dashboard as their like main page in Notion. And if you've ever seen these Notion pages that are like multi-column pages that use like emoji to separate different sections and these dashboards, they have these sections like task management and then habit tracking and then they have like inspirational quotes and all that kind of stuff and it's like a dashboard where pe- or maybe also people like have a section where they keep track of like movies I've watched and all that kind of stuff so very very much uh, geared toward what, what does he mean by like a dashboard though I don't know. so in Notion the main one of the gimmicks of Notion is that everything can be a page yeah so the idea would be you create a, like a master page, like a like a home page that links to everything. Exactly, you okay. separate it into multiple sections, and each section links to another page, and you can go into that page to fill out the data. Oh yeah, they have templates that look kind of like this. they have templates that look like that. There are websites like one of them is called Notion VIP. Uh, they like they give you templates, they give you like advanced tips, and it can get real nerdy. Believe me, like you can do formulas and you can do scripting with like if conditions in Notion. It's kind of wild, but the idea would be that like a lot of people, whether and you. Usually they tend to be students. Um, they have these dashboards where they can keep track of their tasks and and like habit habit tracking um, routines. And I'm not really, I don't really work like that because I don't want to use Notion as a task manager. I have a task manager and I don't want to use it as a note taking app because I have Apple Notes. And I don't, you know, I've tried habit trackers like drink water and and you know, I don't know. It just, I don't like the idea of having like this all-in-one solution that is not a dedicated app because I'm very much of the native app mindset, I guess. Um, The other common use case is the just using tables, table, like using tables in Notion a lot. Uh, People create all sorts of databases uh, for movies, for games. People keep their read later lists in Notion and they organize them with tables. I understand the appeal of tables 
tables, but, you know, give you a sense of structure. And especially when it's like based on the database approach of Notion with formulas and the fact that everything can be linked together. I get it. But to me, I always get the sense that people do this because it's because the process of putting it together is, is more fun than it actually is useful. If you enjoy putting something together, you're more likely to keep it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, so people that becomes the process. People use it like as a as a CRM a lot, and I've only recently learned what CRM stands for, and I don't have a need for a CRM myself. I'm not saying that Notion is uh, a product that people shouldn't use. I'm just saying that I understand that a lot of folks love Notion and they use it a lot, but it's not for me. There's a there's a scenario in which Notion was a fully native iPad experience and I could imagine myself using it but because even though it's it, it, it's gotten better on the iPad it's close but it's, it's not, not there. there it still feels like a web app and it mm-hmm. doesn't support you know this idea of like yeah you can you can use it as a task manager you can use it as a note-taking app you can use it for research I always tend to prefer apps that are d- dedicated to that specific yeah, task same so, you know, so I really struggle with this all-in-one approach. Um, but it was definitely like an eye-opening experience, like seeing all the crazy things that folks are doing in Notion. It reminds me to an extent of what some people do with Airtable. I do have a couple of databases in Airtable. One that I actually use every week. It's like a, this database where I keep track of the shortcuts that I've made for Club Max Stories members. But that's basically the only thing I do with Airtable. Uh, and I only do it because I have a shortcut that uh, saves data into that um, database. And it still works. Like I created this shortcut in the days of workflow and it survived the shortcuts transition and I never bothered switching systems. I probably could, but I just figured, you know what, I'm just going to keep using Airtable with this. But yeah, Notion, uh, so far, not really for me. I prefer to use native apps. I I use it. I don't use it uh, exclusively, but I use it instead of um, Evernote, right? And like, I'm using them both. I was using Evernote before it like light touch, you know, like just keeping a bunch of stuff for the, the business I'm building, Cortex brand, like keep some admin in there, some general ideas, some thoughts. It's just like a mm. place to put everything in one bucket. So it wasn't in all of my other places because I kind of wanted to keep it separate. And it works great for that but I don't access it very often. Yeah. Um, but I just preferred it to Evernote. Because, I mean, I spoke about problems with Evernote, right? Yeah. They, they both have their issues with like the not feeling completely native, but at least the, every time I open Notion, the page doesn't flash white bright in my eyes. So, you know. There is another scenario in which I could see myself use Notion a lot, and that is when they actually release an API with like Zapier integration, for example. Because right now we're using Trello at Mac Stories, especially for the club Mac Stories stuff. Uh, we have an entire system that I designed like four years ago at this point, where people can submit questions and requests and home screens and all sorts of stuff, and they get automatically filed into different Trello boards, uh, actually into different Trello lists of the same board using Zapier. So uh, it's a system that I created in 2015, and it still works amazingly well. 
I could see using Notion for this if Notion had, because I think it has more features than Trello in terms of like linking, um, ta- linking like different items together. I could, I bet I could go crazy with that kind of automation, but Notion does not have an API and does not have any sorts of like uh, web automation feature with like Zapier or IFTTT. So uh, when they do, I will consider it for that because I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they do it. I'm going to have much more control than I have with Trello. So that's another scenario in which Notion could be a product for me. But right now, it's not. Uh, while we're on the topic of uh, Federico doing things, do you want to tell us about your charging mat that showed up? Ah, yes. Um, so <laughs> remember how it was uh, uh, during CES... Uh, I remember one morning uh, I was in bed and I was just scrolling through my unread tweets and RSS, and I saw this this post probably on the verge about like this wireless charger that promised to offer air power like functionality, um, but not from Apple. Uh, it was from a company called Zense, and so I uh, I think I pre-ordered it. I, I guess I, uh, you know, and, and we talked about it on the show and we said, oh, this is never going to ship or oh, when it's going to ship, it's going to catch on fire. And we were all, ha, 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 this is so or, funny. Or as Mike said, definitely has a fan in it. That, Mike said definitely has a fan in it. Mm. So the thing, uh, after s- many months, arrived, surprisingly. So this company was not like, a, it's not a scam. It was a real company, turns out. And they, you know, the, the product arrived. Well, because, you know, I never heard of Zens before. Um, and uh, so the thing arrived a few days ago and I opened it and I realized, oh, this is one thick charger. Um, it's a and thick it's, boy. It's a, it's, a, it's a thick king. Uh, if, you, if you recently watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you will get the reference. Yes, so it's a, it's a very thick charger. <laughs> There's pictures on Twitter that you can take a look at. And as Mike said... It is. Uh, it's. It comes with a fan. <laughs> it has. It has vents. Multiple vents, actually. <laughs> that just instills so much faith in me. Oh. <laughs> so um um. So the 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 thing is, uh, when you I put this charger on the uh, my nightstand. It's a metal nightstand, which I thought you know this is gonna. This bodes well in terms of like fire extinguishing situation. It's not a wooden nightstand, it's a metal nightstand. So worst case scenario, it's going to slowly melt, but not necessarily catch on fire immediately if there are any issues. At least that's how I think fires uh, work. Um, mm. But as soon so you plug it in, actually very nice build quality, I want to say very nice build quality, very nice charger, very nice USB-C cable for powering the, the charging mat. The problem is, as soon as you put one device on top of the charger, could be an AirPods case, could be an iPhone, um, uh, could be another Android phone if you have one, the fans kick up <laughs> and they start you know, humming, <laughs> starts making noise. Um, and to be fair, to be fair, it is true that you can put an iPhone or an AirPods case in many more orientations, like random orientations than, say, a Nomad charging case, for example. It does grant you more placement freedom because of the multiple coil design of the Zen's charging mat. But the problem is, as soon as you put an iPhone 
uh, as soon as I put mine down, I could hear this noise going. And I thought, oh, my first reaction was, oh, no, Sylvia is going to kill me. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. having this thing hum all night long by my nightstand is a recipe for disaster. Uh, People have told me on Twitter, oh, it's a white noise machine. Why don't you, you you can use it anyway. See, we're not those kinds of people. Um, White noise machines are great. If you like white noise machines, if you don't, it's just a noise. It's just a noise, and we don't want any noise. We don't want any noises, and I especially don't want you know this this little rocket ship on you know that's making like an engine noise on my on my nightstand. Yeah, it it just it just sounds dangerous to have a a charging mat that hums along because it. It's got a fan inside. It's like I don't, you know, I don't want it. I just don't want it. And so it's I not sound I, like me. I just I put it back in its box and it's now outside oh. in the storage. Yeah. You're not going to use it at all? Oh no! Oh no! That's probably the safest bet. I'm going to have to find some poor soul to send it to. Yeah, John's address. Um, you know, if they want it. Uh, John's address. Uh, Federico's DMs are open. Yeah. So if you want it, send him a DM. <laughs> He'll ship it to you. <laughs> It's just it's too bad because I really like the I really like the theory of it, uh, not so much for the realization because it's mm. it just again you even if you put your AirPods down it, the fans start spinning, and I cannot imagine what's gonna happen if I put my AirPods on the phone and the and the Apple Watch because I got I I even like I I wanted to be like super fancy and go for the Apple Watch compatible version that lets you like. It has a USB port where you can put in an extra dongle for the watch, and then the watch is also going to charge. So what's going to happen if I put it all at once on the mat? Is it actually going to take off? Like, can I even fall asleep with this thing going on my nightstand? So, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yep, how rumors are heating up again, no pun intended. Mm. Mm. You seeing mm. that? Lots of people saying it's coming again. I don't, I don't see Apple doing that. We'll see. Uh, well, there's this theory going on um, that I've seen on Twitter that there's a new prototype that is using like a more recent Apple uh, system on a chip that is doing a bunch of like intelligent things to manage heat and, and power allocation, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would be surprised if Apple didn't think of this before. I don't, I don't see why this could be a new thing, but I guess we'll see. So one of the people reporting on this quite a lot is John Prosser, who's yeah. someone who I've been seeing a lot more recently with leaks, and it seems like he's been pretty... I mean, he was accurate about the iPhone SE stuff yeah, that we're going to talk about later on, so... Yeah, but it just feels it just feels like a weird thing to be fixated upon if you're Apple to absolutely have to figure out at all costs how to make a wireless a wireless charger. Like, well, it, why so like, doesn't at this point why insist on on that thing? If you were in charge of that product, you're probably pretty embarrassed, and I can imagine not wanting to let it go. I mean, sure, but there are worse things to be embarrassed about. Like, oh, I would agree with you, but like, <laughs> if you feel like it's possible, maybe you keep trying it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I mean, I'm definitely going to get one if they do it. That's for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it's not going to hum and, and spin. Yeah, I just wonder mm-hmm. how they talk about it because everyone knows what happened to the 
first go round. Like, oh, this one we figured it out. Like, it just seems like strange. Well, you know, if they are doing it, they um they won't talk about it before it's yeah. ready. Oh, definitely, it's just going to show up one day. You know, maybe maybe in the end, Mike was right after all. Maybe wireless charging was a bad idea. Oh my. So we don't have time this week to get into the Apple and Google COVID-19 stuff. They're working together to uh, do contact tracing and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, But, Mike, you and Jason covered it on Upgrade 293, so we'll just point people there. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you haven't heard that yet, uh, y'all do a really good job explaining what Apple and Google are up to, the possibilities of it, the possible ramifications. I think you covered it really well. Complex, evolving, big topic. Uh, and I didn't want to do it again. <laughs> so we've done it once. It's an upgrade. We're going to talk about emoji after this break. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Uni. Uni is the world's number one pizza oven company. They make surprisingly small ovens that are powered by your choice of wood, charcoal, or gas, letting you make restaurant-quality pizza in your own backyard. They're all super easy to use and super portable. You have to see for yourself, they will fit in any outside space. They can reach temperatures up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit or 500 degrees Celsius if you're Federico, which enables you to cook restaurant-quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds. It's that high temperature that separates average pizzas that you make in a home oven from the quality you can get in Uni pizza ovens. It's at least twice the heat. One of their newest models is the Uni Coda 16. It's a gas-powered oven that can cook up to 16-inch pizzas and has an innovative L-shaped burner at the back that gives you even heat distribution. Their ovens start just $1.99 with free shipping to the U.S., U.K., and E.U. And Mike, I believe that uh, you've had some experience with this. Yeah, so uh, I have eaten pizza from an uni oven in the past because I actually went to the home of the the founders, uh, Christian and Darina, and it was amazing. And then recently, well, I would have done this again if, if I was able to leave my home. Uh, but Christian called me on FaceTime and showed me how great the Uni 16 is like, and was able to see in real time that it cooked a pizza in an incredibly quick time. Like I couldn't believe how fast it cooked this pizza. And it's because of, as you mentioned, Stephen, that the heat, it's like 60 seconds and a pizza was done. Um, these things are really amazing. And I've been seeing them more and more on my Twitter timeline recently. This is like a great thing to, for right now. You know, like people have time at home. They want to learn something new. Pizza, everybody loves pizza. You can get one of these ovens. They're super small. You can put it in your backyard and you can cook pizza whenever you want. Listeners of this show can get 10% off their purchase of an Uni pizza oven, which is $50 off that Uni Coda 16 we just spoke about. Just go to uni.com, that's O-O-N-I.com, and use the code CONNECTED at checkout. Uni also makes a great range of accessories, from peelers to cutters and, and even oven tables. Americans buy over 3 billion pizzas per year and consume approximately 350 slices of pizza every second. That's that's a number I didn't know before this. <laughs> that's, that's quite the stat. It's a lot of pizza. Mm-hmm. So why not make some of these yourself at home? Once you try it, you'll never look back. Uni is the best way to bring restaurant-quality pizza to your own backyard. So go to uni.com and use the code CONNECTED for 10% off. Our thanks to Uni for their support of the show. All right, Mike, explain the great emoji cancellation. 
All right, so because of uh, COVID-19, Unicode 14, so version 14, has been delayed by at least six months because the Unicode Consortium is not going to be getting together to make their uh, ruling on what emoji will be added into the Unicode spec. But Unicode 14 is the 2021 set of emoji not the 2020 set of emoji. That is Unicode 13, which we're still going to see later this year. So we will still be able to, in the in this year, 2020, play the wonderful emoji game that we play every year where Federico has to guess the emoji. But it may not happen in 2021, as it's most likely that these emoji will come out in 2022 now instead, because... There's always like a time period. There's like a there's like a, a a delay in where the emoji is set, and then all of the platform vendors have to actually go and design them. There is a possibility of a, a Unicode thirteen point one, which would be a smaller set of emoji that are iterations of previous emoji. So we've spoken about this before. Zwidge ZWG uh, emoji, where basically it's not that there's a new emoji code point. It's that you take two existing emoji, put them together, and the platform vendors will create a piece of artwork for that. An example of this is the polar bear, which came uh, is coming this year, I believe. But all, all that emoji actually is, is a bear emoji and a snowflake emoji, which behind the scenes is translated into a polar bear. So this is where like the, the differences of emoji of like what is in the Unicode spec, like written into the spec, and then what is then and like displayed on devices and if for example if somebody sent you a polar bear emoji but you hadn't updated to the new version of ios it would show as a bear and a snowflake you may have seen this in the past we're talking about slack again like if you paste in an emoji that's maybe one of the new uh the newer skin tone or gender based emoji you will see two emoji in its place sometimes, right? You might have like a block next to one. That's because it's two emoji that have been put into one, but they're represented on the platforms as one emoji. So there may be a 13.1 in 2021, but there won't be anything like really awesome in that release, most likely. it's not You're not going to get like the crow emoji, which was expected for Unicode 14, for example. So unfortunately... Uh, Emoji will be delayed. We will get a real idea as to just how much of uh, iOS adoption is because of emoji, because it won't. It, it will most likely be at some point in 2022. So there will probably be two emoji releases in 2022, one earlier in the year and one later in the year. Am I the only one thinking this? Can they work from home? The Unicode uh, people? Yes, they do. Um, and they 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 can the the difference is the consortium is made up of people from different companies and well, the, we but, the, but the consortium has just decided to wait like they're just deciding to wait because there's so much going on right now i think it's kind of like all oh, right and we couldn't use a bit of, and we couldn't use a bit of fun right see i don't there's this no this is just my opinion and i take all responsibility for this okay. but it's also a thing that i see on italian tv and i don't get it like yes it's important to focus on the news and share information and useful information but it's like all fun has been removed from italian television programming right uh, everything has been 
it's almost as if they want you to think about the virus all day long. And I think, you know, we could all just use some fun. It's not necessarily to think about, you know, this incredible tragedy that we're all pretty aware of at this point. And I think... Actually, now the, the Italian TV networks have started to catch on the complaints from people. They are resuming some kind of like entertainment uh, towards the end of the month. So like uh, by next week, some entertainment programs are resuming with a new format. Uh, you know, like um, working from home, like what the folks at Saturday Night Live have done, I believe, in the US uh, a few days ago over Zoom. But it's like... More than ever, I think people could use some some distractions and some fun. And so I totally understand if folks have uh, issues, uh, like in terms of like going to the office or like difficulties in collaborating. The official Unicode line on this is that, so they have said they rely heavily on volunteers to do their work. And the people themselves are like, I'm too busy to give you the free sure. time right now. Okay. Um, but really, I, I was mostly... I mean, I believe the Unicode. But I do understand the point that you're making. Like, we we don't have to remove all fun from the world. People yeah. need and deserve distractions. You can be careful and in tune with the news mm -hmm. and mindful of your surroundings and what's happening yes. while also trying to live a normal life. These two things can exist together. Yeah. I agree with you. Knowing what you get next year, though. No emoji in 2021. But this year we're going to play the game. It will be known. 2021 will be known as the no emoji year. All right, we'll figure something 2020, out. 2020, we'll still get emoji. And then 2022, there'll be more emoji than you can shake an emoji stick at because we're going to get early and late year releases for emoji. Let's talk about some iPad keyboards. Mm. The Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro, the pre-orders went live today. Woo! Surprisingly, uh, this was a considered to be a May product, but it's going to be shipping beginning next Monday, uh, April 20th. Um, so I'm very excited about that. That is when mine, mine is shipping sometime between the 20th and the 22nd. If it's anything like my iPad Pro, I expect it to arrive on the 20th because I had a similar thing, like a two-day window, but it arrived at the beginning of that window. Right now, as as of this recording, the, in the US at least, the dates have slipped from the 24th to May 1st. So they, they've moved a little bit already. Uh, both sizes. And uh, I was very actually surprised to see a massive amount of layout options available to buy. Oh, but that's always the case. But remember we were talking about this was a couple of weeks ago. Like we were talking about, like if it was going to be constrained, that oh, you know, right. there may not yeah. be those all available at once, like the first Magic Keyboard, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, you can see that one to two weeks of shipping uh, right now um, in in different territories. Uh, it's but available for both uh, iPads now, so the 11 and the 12.9. Uh, just as a reminder, this works for all uh, of the flat-sided iPad Pros, 2018 and 2020. Um, I am convinced that my co-hosts will be really bothered about the camera cutout not matching, but we can wait until next week for that decision. Uh, I'm assuming you both, I know, you both bought them, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Big time. Yep, I got mine too. As I mentioned, so I'm really excited. I'm very excited. Right. So it's going to be yeah. so much balance testing, you can't even believe it. Yeah, yeah. I I. I had a feeling this was going to happen today for some reason. I don't know. But um, yeah, I was ready on the product page. You're an oracle. Yeah, it's one of my new powers. Um, <laughs> one of. I was, I was waiting. 
<laughs> one of one of the many. I was waiting on the product page, just refreshing, and I had my whole strategy laid out in front of me again. So iPhone and iPad, one on cellular, one on Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. both logged into my account, both ready with Apple Pay. And uh, the iPad saw it first, so, so that worked. I double-checked multiple times, actually triple, quadruple-checked, that it was the U.S. English layout. And so it's coming next week, so it didn't sleep for me. Um, I was very happy about that. Um, I'm very excited to actually try this out and see just how heavy it is and and how it's how it feels in terms of like using it as a laptop um on my on my lap um, I want to see just how stable it is that's going to be important I think so uh yeah. but I'm also going to use it at, at a desk of course so we'll see yeah, I'm most keen to find out what it's like as a laptop because at a desk, I'm going to use my current desk arrangement mostly. It's like this this product for me, I want to be a laptop-like device. So that's that will be its primary use for me. So I'm, you know, I'm really keen to see what it looks like. I mean, it will also be wonderful for traveling, right? Um, because any desk that I sit in front of, I'll be able to use my device in a much nicer kind of setup. But when I'm at home, I will mostly be using it like this on the couch or whatever. So I, I want to, that's what I'm most excited about and hoping that it will perform really well as a laptop computer. Talking of laptop computer, Jason oh, no. Snell, and there, there I saw a few re- reviews, but uh, Jason posted a review of the Bridge Pro Plus. And I know, Federico, you have one of these as well. And I don't believe you've written anything or are planning on writing anything. So would it you like was, to give uh, your thoughts here? It was a footnote in my story from two weeks ago. <laughs> was it? I didn't know it's that. It was. Clearly, I don't read the footnotes. Footnotes have the best stuff in them. Yeah, shame on you. Shame on you, Michael. Um, <sighs> I read it yeah. in an RSS reader, and sometimes footnotes are not like as easy in RSS readers. Uh, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> um, I did read this. I read the whole thing. In an RSS reader? Yes, in reader. Why do, why do you hate my website? <laughs> well, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's not... Um, I'm, I'm really sad about this because it's not... For me, it is not a good um, keyboard and trackpad combo. Uh, the main issue... I mean, the keyboard is good. The keyboard is fine. Um, same build quality as the previous bridge model, which worked well for me. Uh, the keyboard, I believe, is literally the same. So the keys feel the same. The backlight illumination is the same. Uh, powered by USB-C, so that's fine. The main problem is the trackpad because it's not really a trackpad. So bridge, and this is what happens when when you try to beat Apple at its own game and then Apple Sherlock's you. Um, bridge announced this keyboard back in the days of the accessibility mouse integration for assistive touch. So before 13.4, before we had any idea that Apple would actually do the native cursor in an, during the iPadOS 13 cycle, Bridge announced this Pro Plus keyboard that featured a trackpad, but it was really a mouse. So the trackpad uses the mouse um, framework, connection, whatever, um, to simulate being a trackpad. But it's not a really one 
because it does not support, for example, multi-touch gestures. Um, if you're if you buy this product, think this product thinking that it's gonna work like a MacBook, you're gonna be disappointed uh, for two primary reasons. One, as I said, it is not a multi. Well, actually, three reasons. Um, it's not a multi-touch trackpad, so mm-hmm. all three finger gestures are out. You will not be able to use them. And those, if you're familiar with iPadOS 13.4, you know they are essential to navigate uh, across the iPad's interface and use multitasking. Go back home, uh, open the app switcher, um, do all those kinds of, you know, switch between apps. All of those gestures cannot be used. The second problem, there's some weird bugs. I don't know if it's in the keyboard's firmware or if it's in iPadOS where not even uh, just scrolling with the cursor via the trackpad of the Magic Keyboard works correctly. Sometimes the cursor is just stuck on the screen and you try to scroll and nothing happens and a fraction of a second later the page scrolls all the way to the bottom. Uh, we like going even further than the bounds of the page it's a super weird visual Mm. glitch uh other times just the the, uh, it's not as responsive as a magic trackpad is all i'm gonna say it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a real trackpad maybe it's because of the weird like mouse uh translation they're doing but it just it's not as reliable as the as the cursor of the magic trackpad and the other bit, the third big problem for me is that, in addition to the lack of gestures, and in addition to just being unable to reliably scroll and, and move the cursor, the top section of the trackpad is not clickable. If you put your finger, and it's a small trackpad, right? So it's easy to place your finger on the top section of it, but it's not physically clickable. It does, it just doesn't click. You put your finger is on it, it and you press. Because it's like uh, hinged. Yeah, it's it just does nothing. It's like a dead area of the trackpad. Can you tap to click on it? Do you have to physically click? Yeah, I have to physically click, and it does mm. nothing. It just it doesn't move. It does nothing. And I also checked with Jason, and I was like, "Hey, am I the only one having this problem?" He's like, "No, the the top section of the trackpad doesn't click for me either." So, um, when you combine these things together, and then you take a look, even at just the magic trackpad. Right, you don't have to wait for the magic keyboard to come at this point next week, um, which tells me that more people will actually, some people will actually have the magic keyboard before the Bridge Pro Plus, which is an unfortunate series yeah. of events. For that's Bridge, rough. Really. <laughs> um, that's rough. Uh, but even just if you take a look at the magic trackpad, it is so much better. Uh, than than anything that Bridge could have done here. And that's because this keyboard was manufactured and designed before we even knew that the that iPadOS 13.4 was going to support native multi-touch trackpads. Um, I, I, this is a personal guess. I, I do believe that Bridge was caught 
tiny bit of car of guard here by Apple's move, and I feel really bad for them because this has the potential to be a great product at a much cheaper entry price than the Magic Keyboard. And there, I do believe that there are people who are going to prefer this kind of keyboard design and keyboard layout with with the with the you know with the different key uh, travel with the different uh, clamshell design um, with the hinges. I do believe that it's a it's a good idea, but the current trackpad in the Bridge Pro Plus, it just doesn't cut it. It just It's just not up to the same standards as the Magic Trackpad and I suppose to, to the Magic Keyboard um, coming next week. So I don't know how Bridge can get out of the situation. Uh, I don't think it... I don't think that can be recalled at this point. They're just going to have to maybe figure out a way. I don't even know if it's physically possible for the trackpad that they have to work with the native um, multi-touch trackpad APIs of 13.4. I don't even know if that's possible at this point. Mm -hmm. So it's very unfortunate. I cannot recommend this keyboard if you're an iPad user and you ask me, hey, I want a keyboard with a native trackpad. Which one should I go for? In all, in good conscience, I cannot recommend this one, and I feel very bad for Bridge because it 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 it, it has all the right ideas in terms of like the keyboard design and the hinge design, and it's much cheaper, right? It's so much cheaper than the than the Magic mm -hmm. Keyboard, but the trackpad is just not good enough. It is worth remembering that they have been in a bad situation before. If you yeah. remember the like one of the original or the original Bridge keyboard had terrible Bluetooth connection issues. Yeah. And they were able to rally up, fix it, and produce a product that was widely regarded, right? Including by me, by you, right? By Jason, swore by it. So my hope would be that they are able to pick themselves back up, get this together, and ship a second generation that will be cheaper than the Magic Keyboard and still provide a different and in some instances better experience right like i i believe that their design that clamshell design will still be better in some circumstances than the magic keyboard yeah like yeah i am i am sure that it will be more stable in some instances and provide different and varying like usability and angles right like and, and, and like variability than the magic keyboard will um but they will be probably quite different products so I hope that they're able to do that again, but this this one isn't it, unfortunately. And it and it you know I I said this to Jason. I say it here again: if the Magic Keyboard didn't exist, this would still be a possible product. Like it's not great, but like you could, it's better than nothing. Uh, but now there's just such. I mean, even if trackpad mode didn't exist, right, would be probably more apt. Like if Apple hadn't done that then they it would be you know it would have been very different and they would have probably been able to make more of a splash because it would have been like well you know the accessibility mode is already a little bit janky so let, let's turn from that to some good news guys the the wheels for the mac pro are here hooray yay for a cool 699 dollars you can get four wheels for your mac pro how much 700 dollars federico Seven hundred dollars for for seven hundred wheels. A <laughs> dollar a wheel. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, four wheels, so that's one hundred seventy-five dollars a wheel. Seven hundred dollars for four wheel wheels. 
wheels. Mm-hmm. They don't even have brakes. This just rolls away. Just like the GPU options, it's cheaper to do it when you buy the computer where the wheels are only 400, but it, the feet are 300, so they kind of yeah. come out come out in the wash a little bit. Because uh, yeah, you can buy the feet now too, right? Yeah, so if you had a Mac Pro with wheels and you want to convert it to feet, that's $300. Or if you want extra feet. <laughs> or, if, you know, or if you damage one, I guess, somehow. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they're here, and the tool uh, it comes with a, a little hex tool to undo it. Uh, Quinn and Nelson in his video showed how the feet come out. It looks pretty in depth. I assume that starting on Friday when these ship, that someone will do a YouTube video showing how it works. But uh, you can now change it out. I'm looking forward to that because I just want to see the way that it works. Yeah, me too. Link. I do too. Uh, Apple notes that adding the feet will make your Mac Pro an inch taller. And swapping from the wheels to the feet will make it an inch shorter. So it's about an inch height difference, which you already knew from seeing them, you know, photos and videos. Clearly, the wheels are taller. But uh, it's out there now. That's the Mac Pro news. We're all happy for you. And the inevitable wheel. I'm not buying wheels. Yeah. (laughs) You're not buying wheels. Okay. You should buy the wheels, 700 bucks. You should just, just buy should, the I think you should buy the wheels. I mean, but you you strike me as a wheel guy, Mm -hmm. honestly. You should get you should get the wheels. Uh, you should make a video about the wheels. Plus, let's let's just face it. We all know you're gonna buy the. Or oh, do we want to go in together? I'll give you one hundred and fifty dollars. This is all this this dance that uh-huh. we're doing now, or Willie or Wani buy the wheels. Will Federica, will you match me one hundred and fifty dollars? I'll give Stephen for his, for the wheels. Will you match sure. it? Sure, sure, I will. Wow, there you go. So that's three hundred dollars of your wheel purchase. Uh huh. But you have to be willing to spend four hundred dollars, so you can think about that one. I'll think on that. I'll let y'all know. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, we all know it's gonna happen, so we all know by next week we're gonna be talking about the wheels that's even bought. So just, yeah. just, just get it. Just let, let's be done with this. Like pretend that it, oh no, Stephen is not buying. You're, we all know you're gonna buy them. You just skip to next week when we talk about the wheels. So more next week. Is what I'm saying. You're gonna have a busy week next week. You have an inventory <laughs> to do. You have dongles to assemble. And wheels right. to buy. Yeah, wheels do not count as computers. By okay. For the record, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think an additional four <laughs> items is gonna change the per capita number that much. Right. Right. Okay. I have like a I, the, it will be over a hundred computers, easily, easily. Oh my god. We're going to talk about the new iPhone. We've saved that to last. But first, let me tell you about our final sponsor this week, and that is Hover, one of the show's longest-running sponsors. When you have that big idea, you want to start a new project, have a new product, where do you go? Where Where's step one for you? Well, for a ton of people, including me, it's Hover. I bought, I bought a URL during the show on Hover. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and Mike, when you were there, let me tell you about some of the benefits you have. Uh-huh. When you bought that domain. Oh, great. In like 25 seconds, I bought that domain. It's super fast because they have clean UX and UI. They have free who is privacy, so the bad guys can't get your information. Although everybody already knows that I own randocomputerstore.com. But well, like, there is fine. you, but that's on you. That's not on Hover. That's on you. That's true. And then they also don't get my address information, though, which is good. I mean, I could read that. Do you want that in the ad? Don't. Okay. It's fine. You don't need to worry about that for now. Maybe next time. And look, you bought a .com, right? But if you wanted one of those wild domain names, Hover has over 300 of them to choose from. And a bunch of them are on sale all the time, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And if you had any questions, I know you didn't, but if you did, they have excellent technical support to answer any of those questions because they're dedicated, Mike, to getting you online 
and not upselling you. Can I just say two two other things? Sure. One, how quick it is because I just bought another one. Uh, and two, the fact that the dot store domain option was uh, also on sale from sixty four ninety nine to seven ninety nine. So I now also own Rando Computer dot store. Oh, that's so good. Which will also go to the same place as randocomputerstore.com. No, Rando Computer Store should go to the other domain, and that domain should go to Relay. Okay. Yeah. So randocomputer.store will redirect to randocomputerstore.com, which will redirect to the Relay FM merch. Exactly. I can do that. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to be like Mike and you want to score yourself a sweet domain name and start using it today, go to hover.com slash connected. You'll get a 10% discount on all new purchases. Once again, that's hover.com slash connected. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for the support of this show and Relay FM iPhone SE second generation is it was not the iPhone 9. I'm sorry, Stephen. You didn't get the name, did you? You didn't get it. You, you were so, I mean, it looked like it was going to happen for a while, you know, like people were, were agreeing with you, but unfortunately, didn't it didn't happen. It was a real bummer. Was it what, what was this one of of Stephen's predictions? Not a scored one, but I talked about it. Okay, so let's talk about what this phone mm-hmm. is. It is, as expected, the iPhone 8's design with mm-hmm. basically an iPhone 11 smashed into it. So it has Touch ID because it inherits that from the, the design. There's no Face ID here. It has haptic touch, but no 3D touch. That is now gone from all iPhones on sale. So goodbye, 3D touch. Do you guys miss 3D touch? I, I, okay. I, I don't. Uh, no, I... I was thinking about this a few days ago. I actually I've gotten so used to the lock screen fake 3D touch buttons surprisingly quickly. So I do not sometimes I think about it and I'm like yeah it was nicer that you could have like multiple levels of pressure for example if you like were pressing on a link some of the interactions were nicer but overall it's not like I'm thinking about it every day. There are things that I miss, but mostly I'm uh, fine with it. Like, I, I, there are some places where like they never replaced the interaction, which you know, like for you know, if you if you long press a link in messages, it, you can't do as many things you used to be able to do with that. Or like if you long press a link in notes you don't get the ability to share out to the same place, but like you could always... Anyway, it's just not as nice as it used to be, but I will agree that I've gotten very used to it to the point that uh, when I wear my Apple Watch, I do not get 3D touch done correctly (laughs) because I am long pressing on the Apple Watch instead of 3D touching. And of course that doesn't work because it does require force on the Apple Watch still. Um, I wonder if they're going to change that. They should because now it's like an inconsistent experience. But but I will say overall, I'm happy to have lost 3D Touch to have gained long press on my iPad. Yeah, I think that's fair. I like that things are more similar now across the platforms. And I just like having those additional features on my iPad because it was always frustrating. And it just 3D Touch was never going to work. Like applying force to that screen was just never going to work. The screen was too big. You'd be pushing the iPad over. Um, I really like long press in those mm-hmm. instances, so I'm happy to have let it go. Imagine 3D touching an iPad while it's in a magic keyboard and floating <laughs> there. <laughs> and I'm sure these were some of the reasons that they never did it, right? Because mm-hmm. they had plans for what they wanted that product to, to do, and it never could have worked. 
Uh, so moving on with the specs, it has the A13 Bionic system on a chip, just like the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. This was the biggest surprise to me of of the of this phone. I kind of thought they could go A12 and match the iPhone XR, which is still on sale. But this phone has has got a better system on a chip than the XR, which is cool. But what this shows you is that this will not change for a very long time again. Yeah, this phone is gonna be is it's gonna be like the the previous SE. We're, this phone's going to be on sale for three years, mm-hmm. untouched, like at least. Mm-hmm. It has a single 12 mega, megapixel camera with portrait mode for human subjects. So same as the 10R. That's the way the 10R works. IP67 rating, wireless charging, Wi-Fi 6, NFC and Express card support. No U1 chip. So that continues just to be an iPhone 11 thing. Uh, that's too bad. I was really hoping that it would have the so useful U1 chip. Super <laughs> useful. Or it's just going to be one of those things where, like, it doesn't have a U1 chip and then it's reported to have a U1 chip and then someone does a teardown and realizes there yeah. isn't one. You know, we just have, like, a multiple-week process yeah. again. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's yeah. how that's going to go. So if you buy an iPhone SE in 2020 and then eventually you also buy the Apple tags, thinking that they will work together and you lose your, your luggage, uh, it's going to be lost forever. Uh, because the, the SE will not I don't think it, find them. It's not going to be just U1. Of how yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, you think so? Mm. Yes, it will work with Bluetooth. I mean, U1 mm, okay. will be an ad- additional feature mm. of the Apple tags, mm. but they will work with Bluetooth. Okay, maybe. Yeah, because the U1 chip is only within a certain like distance. So yeah, maybe. maybe. They will work, but they will be Bluetooth LE Which... with an additional benefit of if you have a U1 chip mm-hmm. device, you will be able to like point your phone in the direction. Yeah. Like that's going to be the... Makes the yuan all that more useless so far. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> some more spec stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. Like we said, it's got that rear single 12 me- megapixel camera. It's f1.8. The front camera is only 7 megapixel with 1080 video. This seems... The cameras basically see, seem pretty much in line with the 10R or kind of like in between the 10R and the 11's main camera. So a, a, a big upgrade from the eight, right? Uh, this is this is why this phone is going to be popular. I think people who who want to keep this form factor but want a better camera uh, comes in red, white, and black. Prices start at three ninety nine. That's US unlocked for sixty four gigs, then four forty nine or five forty nine for one hundred twenty eight or two hundred fifty six gigabytes. Um, just to compare the all iPhones start with 64 gigabytes. In the US, unlocked, they're 399 for the SE, 599 for the 10R, but it's got the slower chip. The 11 starts at 699, the 11 Pro at 999, and the 11 Pro Max at 1099. So Apple is hitting the upper end and now the mid tier market just head on again, which I think is really exciting. So this phone is not small, right? Like people, you know, if you think of this as the iPhone SE, it's not the the iPhone iPhone 8, right? Like it's the iPhone 8, which means it's also the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6S, right? Like it is that, and 7, it's that, right? Like it's that phone. It is not an iPhone 5, right? Like it is is a bigger phone. So 4.7 inch screen with a home button. Uh, with as touch ID on it, right? So like it's it's a big yeah. phone. In fact, the eight cases will fit this. I mean, it is it is the iPhone eight SE. Oh yeah, more so. You know, like that that name almost makes more sense. So the really there there's two there's two things here, right? So like this is not necessarily a phone for the iPhone SE crowd. 
It is the phone for I want Touch ID or I want a cheap iPhone. Because if you want a small iPhone, this is not a small iPhone. It's the smallest yeah. iPhone, but it's mm-hmm. not small. Yeah, it's it's the phone for my wife because she wants Touch ID. <laughs> and she she doesn't want a phone any bigger than her 8. This is great for her then. And as well, like at 399, I mean, geez, it is, I can't believe the starting price of this phone. Like, I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, someone on Twitter pointed out that, so so we should say the 8 and 8 Plus are gone. They're not for sale in the store anymore. There's some floating on the refurbished store, but not new. And Apple only put out a 4.7 inch SE. The 8 Plus size is gone now. And so if that was the form factor you liked and you wanted Touch ID, but you wanted a Plus phone, uh, you're just out of luck. You've got to move to the SE or to the the 11 or 10R or something. Uh, they're only carrying mm-hmm. forward this sort of classic iPhone 6, 7, 8 screen size. I'm really surprised they continue to sell the 10R. It really seems like the odd phone out, but but mm. if it weren't there, there'd be a gap from 399 to 699 It makes the 11 seem way more expensive. And so I think it's just there to hold that price point, honestly. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, I think, I think this phone's going to be popular. It's not for those of us who want the latest and greatest all the time but for those people who really like this form factor or don't which completely like aren't stupid enough to spend a thousand dollars on a phone like the three of us are uh this is fantastic and that starting price point is great just call me stupid all three of us yeah i take real offense to that i mean i I agree with that just (laughs) double checking (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to make sure i heard you correctly before i pat you on the back i want to make sure you're actually right um no, this is great. I think they're going to sell a lot of these, and I think that it it in a way it's a better SE than the old one was. Like I know people really loved that that really small you know size when the iPhones got bigger, but as iPhones have gotten more expensive, there has been this sort of hollowing out of the iPhone line. They didn't really compete in the mid range, and now they can do that with a phone that is just as capable as the iPhone 11. That's fantastic. I think this is going to do really well. Yeah, and in fact, um, just to give you an, uh, an example, um, Sylvia's sister is already looking into this, I believe. Uh, because she's the kind of person say that says, well, I want a new iPhone. She's, she's still using a 6S, so um, time to upgrade. And she's like, I don't want to spend a fortune on an iPhone. I want an iPhone that's going to last me a few years. Uh, I don't need to have the 11 Pro, whatever. It's just like, I just want a new iPhone that's going to last me for three, four years. And this is the perfect form for that. She doesn't want to spend a thousand euros. So uh, she's exactly the kind of person who's in the market for this phone. And I think as much as it does not excite me, not not one bit. But it's going to be a great experience for people that have it. Blazing yeah. fast, excellent camera, yeah. right? With iOS 13, we'll get 14, 15, mm-hmm. 16. Like... It is a Absolutely. good phone. Yeah, like, there is no denying that. Um, oh, I we I you already mentioned it, but I'll say it again: wireless mm-hmm. charging, right? Like it has a lot of modern yeah. features at a great price point. And you know, I've seen a lot of people say it this week, which is really funny. In the same week, OnePlus went super expensive. Yeah, I saw that. And Apple has gone super cheap, right? Like in the sense of phones, like like OnePlus, which were always like the. Uh, challenging like but you can get flagship features at budget prices that now has like a one thousand dollar phone basically and it's kind of funny to see that flip around but this is a great product that apple is clearly releasing post all of their iphone slowdown like this is a result of all of that right you want to have a phone for people that don't want 
the expensive phone or that don't want all of the features that come with the expensive phone because there are people that legitimately do not want to let go of Touch ID, right? This will... Honestly, I think that this will provide people with that device until Touch ID comes back, which I think it will in some case within the next few years, right? And then people will be able to move on. Like, this is going to be a bridging phone for those people that do not want Face ID. Probably by 2022, Apple will have a, I reckon, a dual biometric option, right? Like, there's a a lot of smoke around that. I think we've all said that we wouldn't, but we, I know I would like it. Um, I think we've. I think Federico, you've agreed with me on that one at least about having Touch ID come back in some form to have both options. Yep. In, in the phone, I think that is great for everyone. I think why not? And so Apple would kind of bridge the gap for people that want that, whilst also providing a cheaper phone for markets that really want a cheaper phone, um, or for people that want cheaper phones. So I think it's it's a great option. And Apple has this really interesting page uh, called Why Upgrade? And you basically select your phone, and it's got the iPhone SE, the first one, through the 8. And you select your phone, and then it tells you, oh, it's you know five times faster at this. The camera is this much better. The Wi-Fi is this much better. And I think they know who is in the market for this phone, and I, I think it's mm. great. It is funny that like it's just that page defaults to original iphone se to this iphone se <laughs> why why do you want to do that like okay people are still hanging on to those like my brother-in-law just moved off yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. the first generation iphone se like six months ago and also everyone that owns an iphone se only wants to buy another iphone se right <laughs> like, that's what they want so this means that there is currently five phones for sale i wonder how many iphones will be for sale by the end of this year uh, the 10 is gonna gotta go away right so it's maybe iPhone SE, iPhone 11, iPhone 12 in two sizes, iPhone 12 Pro in two sizes is my guess. Yeah. So still yeah. five. Because if you look at what the 10R did, you know, the the 10 is gone. The 10S, the 10S Max are gone. Like they, they've, they've been willing to take that middle spot and collapse that all into just one phone. So. Mm. But we'll see. It's a lot of phones, man. I mean, I was like writing out that list of the starting prices, and I had to like double check. Like, did I get all of them? Like, <laughs> is that everybody? This is a lot of stuff now. But they're hitting all the all these price points, and that that's good for a product that you know, you know a billion people use. I mean, it's the same as the iPad, right? Totally. Have as many price points as exactly. possible. Mini, iPad, iPad Air, iPad Pro, yeah, or even the Mac Pro, right? Any price point starting at six thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't think you've understood the rules of this game. <laughs> I think we're done? Yeah, I think so. If you want to find our links this week to things we've spoken about, you can head over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 290. While you're there, you can send us an email with feedback or follow-up. You can also become a member there, join to support the show directly, which we appreciate. Uh, if you want to find Mike online, you can do so on Twitter. He is at i at imike i m y k e, and he is the host of a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici v i t i c c i, and he's the editor in chief of MacStories.net. You can find me on Twitter as ismh, and my writing at five twelve pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week: Storyworth, Uni, and Hover. Until next time, gentlemen. Say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Adios.